Hey, friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, 402 Wood Creek Road in Bacosa. I hope you guys can make it out. The doors are open. If you feel comfortable coming out, we're here to praise the Lord. But we're so blessed to have the opportunity to still share it live stream. So wherever you are, we want you to tune in and get this message. I believe it's going to be a blessing for you today. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Welcome. If you're just tuning in, hey, we've been praying for you guys. I can't wait to share the message. I say that every week. I'll tell you what, man, after Sunday, Sunday evening, Sunday night, Monday, I'm like, man, put me in, coach, because I'm excited to get the message. I like giving. How many people like giving? You know, I believe as Christians, that should be one of the things that people see. I'm not always, you know, when you say giving, people think, oh, money, money. I'm, man, give of yourself. Give, give what God's put into you and share it. So what I want to do, I want to start off with a little story today. Now, how many people have been shopping in the last couple of weeks? We realize there's a lot of stuff going on. I guarantee you this, this story is not going where you think it is. So tune in and check it out. So we had to get a few supplies. And I went to the market the other day, yesterday, a matter of fact. And when it, well, I went the night before. And a lot of stuff was picked over. So in the meat cases, they said, hey, come back tomorrow. We'll have a full load of whatever you need. I said, well, that sounds good. So I went back yesterday, and I went in. And, um, you know, it's just when you walk in, it's kind of like, mm, kind of dark, doom and gloom. Because everybody's thinking about what's going on, and we, we are praying about that. We want to make sure that we're wise, making good decisions, and we're trusting in the Lord. And that's where this whole message is going to go. But I want to share a little background, what the Lord taught me yesterday in the supermarket, Okay. So here we go, and in time I got to the meat case, there was a lot of things that were still picked over. And what I really saw is a lot of people just kind of trying to protect the family, seeing what's going on, trying to act in the best wisdom that they have at, at the time. But I want to show you what happened with one random act of kindness. Remember I said it was doom and gloom, everybody was there? There was a lady that come through, and she had picked up a few things, and evidently she had been there when they first brought them out. So she got a little extra because it looked like there was a lot. So as everybody got up there, there was not a lot. And she looked back. She was in front of me, and I was just kind of going, and she looked back, and she saw a young mom looking like this. And she said, excuse me. She said, I have extra chicken legs if you'd like them. And the lady said, I could really use them. And she said, yeah, we're passing it down. Boom. And in that moment, see, she, she was looking out for somebody else. You know what happened next after that? People saw that God just showed up, boom. People said, well, excuse me, before we was all tight in there like this and reaching, it's like, what's that? You know, what's that over there? Somebody grabbed another pig foot or something, you know? And, and after that, it changed the whole trajectory of the day. And, and I thought, that's pretty cool. So I'm thinking, man, God, you're working in this thing. So I go up and get in line, and there's some people in front of me. And uh, the lady said, oh, you know what? She was talking to her husband. She said, baby, I need to get them green bags. Man, can I get them green bags for you? She said, yeah. That's all right. Went and got the green bags, went back over there. She said, oh, you're just so nice. And everything's just changing because one random act of kindness. See, that blessed my heart. I said, well, I could be a blessing. How about you? Can you be a blessing today? Amen. Something that small. You know what? You know how God works anyway, right? I turned around, I got the bag, people everywhere, and one lady said, excuse me, sir. I said, yeah. She said, no waiting over here. I say, praise the Lord. We're right on over there. I say, yeah, all right. Everything's good. So, you know, I just wanted to share that. That gratefulness reciprocates. And I got to see it firsthand. So while we go through these trials and tribulations or whatever you got going on in your life, realize, you know what, when we focus on God and he's in us, he gives us the ability to pour it out on others. So that's, that's just a little kickoff. Everybody doing good so far? 
Man, so the last few weeks been a little interesting, hadn't it, to say the least. I mean, we got a lot of different things going on. It's not that things like this have never happened, but it seems like it's a little bit, the magnitude is growing. You know, we can, we can see things and hear things so much faster. You know, when we were coming up, I'm, I'm 55, you didn't know what was going on until the paper got there, right? And so now you can get things instant. And we can get that in front of us. I'm so thankful, like Tanya was praying, that we can instantaneously get the message to people all across the world. So if you're tuning in today, give us some love, hit a like, share the message, man. We want to make sure that we can encourage anybody and everybody in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. That's what I'm talking about. So let's keep on rolling. As we look through these things and we start talking about, man, so many things up and down. How many people looked at the stock market? What would you do that for? It's up and down. It's all around everything else. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of opportunity for us to get overwhelmed, isn't it? Every day there's a lot of opportunity for us to get overwhelmed if you're dwelling in the wrong place. But if we're dwelling in the promises of God, I'm going to tell you what, it can find a way to work in your life and you'll pick a positive out of the bad situation. Isn't that amazing? Now, I've got to be, uh, be uh, truthful. I didn't want to go to the store. I was voluntold. Yeah, the, all the guys said, am I supposed to laugh? You know what that means. You were voluntold. I was voluntold. Oh, yeah, you were going back today, weren't you? I'm thinking yes is the answer. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. I'm going back today. But you know what? It's a team thing. But sometimes you got to laugh at yourself. But, you know, as we get ready to just open up the word today, I do take it very seriously what we got going on in the world. Uh, I know today is marked the National Day of Prayer. Is that correct? As people pray, and I hope you all are praying all day long, but don't just limit it to today. Every day is a great day to pray. All right. So I'm going to jump back in here and see what I can share with you from what the Lord was showing me this week. You know, a lot of times with all this stuff going on, there's some crazy things in the world. And I, I started thinking about, you know, you got politics, you got the stock market, you got all types of things. You got uh, storms and, and all these things and hurricanes. I was looking around. You know what? There's been a lot of hurricanes that never even show up on the radar. You know what I mean when I say radar that you never hear about? I was looking at some of the numbers. I had no idea how many hurricanes happen every year. You know, there's flooding and stuff, and a lot of times we don't necessarily hear about it. There's a lot of stuff going on. Typhoons, different things like that. Anybody encouraged yet? I just want to let you know God's still in control, okay? But when I look at those things, it can set us in a, in a, in a state of emergency. So when I was looking into God's word, it just really made me think about 911. Today, if you got your Bibles, I hope you brought them with you. If not, we've got most of the stuff on the screen. We're going to be in Psalm 91. There's 16 verses, and for time's sake, what I did is I took the first three and the last three. How many of you got some homework this week? I want God to use you and connect the dots in there, okay? So if you got your Bibles, open them up. But I want to share a few things here, uh, just kind of set the stage. Now, how many people in this room have ever had to call 911? Quite a few over here. Now, I want you to guess on something. In the United States, how many 911 calls do you think go out a year? I look, I look, I think the, the stats I had was like 2018, 240 million, 240 million. And I want to take just a minute right now. We are so grateful for our doctors and first responders and rescuers and all those. I'm going to tell you what, there's some people right there that we can pray for every day as well as missionaries and everything. And you can pray for your pastor. You can just add me in there too. I take all the prayers you want. But a lot of times we don't really think about that, what they're going to be exposed to. They don't know what they're going to walk into. 
when that alarm goes off. But I'm going to tell you what, today, as we know, Psalm 91 has been dubbed pretty much a psalm of protection. So as we walk through that, I want you guys to be encouraged that God is with us. Everybody doing all right so far? So we're looking at this, like I said, 240 million 911 calls each year. And that was from the National Emergency Number Association. So I want to give you a little background on that. But this is what I'm talking about. When I think about 911, today we're going to be looking at Psalm 91. Verse 1. That's going to be our 911 today. How about that? That's going to be where we're going to go today. And I want to read that and we'll jump on in. I hope everybody's doing well. Let's see what we got here. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Somebody say amen. amen. We're going to break this out a little bit. But isn't it kind of ironic that the, the psalm that's, that's listed as a, and many of them are, but this right here usually comes to the forefront, Psalm 91, as one of protection. You're going to see what God is, is working here. They believe that Moses is the one that wrote this psalm. And, and, and you surely know that he went through a few things in his life, right? Everybody goes through a little something. But aren't you glad that God never changes? Aren't you glad that God didn't forget about you, 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 me, or anyone else? I was listening to a guy that I listened to a lot, and it really encouraged him. And I had a couple of little things here. And, and he said, you know what, and we know this, but sometimes you just got to be still and listen. I listened to a guy by the name of Les Brown. He's one of the most sought-after speakers, but he's a Christian brother as well. And he, and he says, you know what, faith is contagious. See, I shared that story a little bit about the grocery store because, see, what you put out is a lot of times what comes back to you. What are we putting out? I pray. Are we, are we turning the volume up on fear? Right now, like Tanya prayed, right now is a perfect opportunity for the church to shine. A perfect opportunity. That's not saying, we, oh, we don't believe this or anything, but we believe what God says more than anything else. Be smart. Listen to the Lord and let the Holy Spirit prompt you on what best way to care for you and your family during these times. That's what we're doing. So I want to encourage you that God never changes, you know. And we look at this. And, and one of the other quotes I wrote down from, from Les was this. I thought it was good. He said, you need to live your life from the inside out, not the outside in. You hear what I'm saying? If you live your life from the outside in, everything that's happening is going to be controlling you. The weather, your hairdo. How tight your pants are, whatever the case is, the stock market, the whole deal, right? But if you live it from the outside, why'd y'all laugh when I say how tight your pants are? These are stretch pants, I'll just let you know. Thank the Lord they make them. Got to laugh at yourself sometime. But you know what? The deal I wanted to get to is this. When you live from the inside out, you start impacting things. You know, we tease, and probably most any time you see me preaching, I'll be over here and I'll reach back and whew, hit the AC or something like that. But you know, I've said it many times. God calls us to be the thermostat. You say, what does the thermostat do? It sets the temperature in the room. What temperature are you setting in your family, at your job, at the grocery store? Is it one of fear, doubt, hate, discontent? What is it? Everybody's got something. We can drag that baggage with us. But today, if you got that baggage, I want, I want to encourage you. Bring it to the foot of the cross. And let Jesus handle it and don't pick it up when you leave, all right? He's there to break them chains. The name above all names and something else. I love this when, when my friend said this on, uh, last night I was watching him. He says this, faith is an oil that takes the friction out of life. Woo, that's powerful, isn't it? Isn't it? We get a little, the world will rub on you, man. 
It'll rub on you, won't it? You don't think so? Think about this. When you know you need to make the right decision or do the right thing, there's a part of the world saying, ain't nobody looking. But God says, I see that. When you don't want to respond like God tells you to respond, it's a little friction, right? But Holy Spirit, he's oiling us up and say, hey, you're more than enough. Look at that. I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to give you so much grace that it'll overflow on that situation. I'm going to give you so much grace that it'll overflow on their situation. You ever had people you just want to be around because they're a blessing? You know, usually if somebody's doom and gloom, they don't have a whole lot of people following them around. So if you want to be a light for the Lord, don't turn around and be half dim with it. You don't have to turn around and put a spotlight in everybody's eye, Holy Ghost headlock. But I'm going to tell you what, if they ask you, why do you believe, why can you be calm in these situations? Hey, what, what about this? How, how, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? We're not perfect, but we're following the one that is. And each day that we seek the Lord first and we dwell in that shelter, we're going to walk in that peace. We're going to walk in that rest. Hey, that doesn't mean we don't have any bad things happen in our house. We do. The Lord told us, he said, look, in this world, there's going to be some tough times. But look to me, I'm an overcomer. How many people are overcoming in Christ today? Somebody say amen. Oh, man, we're going to get into it now. So we're going to jump on in, and I want to kind of break this out a little bit and ask you this question. Where are you dwelling? It's going to get deep here in a minute, man. It's going to get really where we have to make some decisions and stuff. So you hear that question, I want you to ask yourself, where are you dwelling? Where's your mind focused? Where's your mind focused right now? You, amen. Yeah. He said on the Lord. We turn the TV on. You can't turn the TV on, radio on, anywhere, anything without getting bad news. I mean everywhere. Bad news. Guess what? It gets on you. Now, there's been a run on the toilet paper. Everybody knows that, right? There's been a, there's been a run on, on, on beanie weenies, everything else. I got an idea. This is, this is my, my challenge. Y'all ready? I'm going to speak right into the camera. What happens if there was a run on the bookstore and people bought Bibles and they start reading them and apply them? Come on, somebody. What happens if they say, hey, I got to get in there. I need to know about Jesus. Give me that word. Somebody, can you tell me what this means? What's happening right here? And, and we say, well, you know what? Uh, you can turn to Psalm 91. I'm going to share that with you right now. So if you're listening right now, share the message and, and, and encourage somebody. Where are you focused? That's the big thing, man. You think about it when we were kids, we just say, you are what you eat, right? I'm a living proof. You think I've been eating a pear with the shape I'm in. But I'm going to tell you what. What you feed on. <laughs> what you feed on everybody say I have no idea what he's talking about what you feed on will come out what you listen to think about that you know Denise watch all these skin commercials everything else I've got to put this stuff on and everything else and when I get this stuff I get a gob and I go like this she says no you gotta go you gotta go up you gotta go up I tell you what I got so many chins up under there I'm working this I'm doing this everything else I want to know how to get this slot out of my head yeah yeah, what's going on? But see, what I'm talking about is this. We put a lot of stuff on top. We put a lot of stuff on top, and nothing's changed on the inside. So she had somebody on one day and all that. How many people got QVC 24 hours a day? I thought it was a nightlight at our house. I wake up, QVC's still running. And Denise is asleep. And it'll say, today's special value. She'll be like, what? What's that? She's ready to go, boy. But I tell you, she got some good deals on some stuff. 
But what I'm saying is this. What's happening? What are we focused on? A lot of times we just try to paint it up. We try to patch it up. Today, I want to share a message that will shim you up and give you a foundation where we need to focus. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not the renewed, renewing, ongoing. Keep that Bible open. Keep on rolling. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? So here we go. This is right where we started. 911. Everybody ready for this? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Man, look at this. We need to dwell, seek, and abide in the Lord. Over and over, we see this, and, and, and we just keep on running and running and running. You know, every week we come in here to build our faith. But once a week's not enough. Twice a week's not enough. Every day. You need to be feeding on the word of God. I want to encourage you. There's so many tools out there that, that, that are just great for it. Number one, I'd say I'd suggest the Bible. Open that. Read that. But also, they've got all types of different things. You can check it out on our website. Tim's got links to different things. They've got the U version. They've got the different apps and things like that. You know, you're going to be on Facebook anyway. Just click on over and spend some time with God, all right? So spend some time with him. Where are we dwelling? I thought about this a little bit last night. And I said, you know, it's, it's funny. Where are we resting? Where, where are we at with all this thing? Again, where are you? Where's that secret place? You know, the Bible talks about getting away to that secret place. What did Jesus do when he was walking the earth? He would get away and spend time with the father. How much more do men you need to do that today? When all the storms going crazy and everything else, could you just step back and step into his presence? Because it's available to each one that's called upon the name of the Lord. And if you haven't called upon the name of the Lord, that's a great place to start. To realize that you need and I need and we need a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But aren't you glad that Jesus made a way and it's through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. You know, we're getting ready to go into resurrection time. I'm going to tell you what, you know when resurrection time starts with me? About as soon as I open my eyes. I just don't celebrate that once a year. I started celebrating that in about 1995 when Jesus came into my life and started transforming my life. When he secured me in the family by his death, burial, and resurrection right there. And, and through that shed blood that he's sitting on the right hand side of God. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's what everybody needs. But a lot of people are looking at other places for what they think they need. You know that? We'll turn up the volume on everything else. What, what, we're here to, I ain't even got this in my notes, Lord. We're going to run with it. If you were standing on your retirement in your 401k, how you feeling now? Just saying, things change. If you were standing on, on the interest rate that you got on your car and house, how you doing now? See, things in this world will change, but Jesus never changes. I, I want to get this message to you today to encourage you. Hey, build the foundation from Christ. That's what we're talking about. But we talk about that secret place. How often do you say, man, I just got to get away? Just got to get away. Many of y'all know a lot of times I get something on my mind. I walk to the end of the street where we live and there's some water out there. Little, you got some boats out there and stuff like that. And I, I remember years ago, I was just throwing some rocks out there. I go, Lord, I don't know what I want to do. Had some stuff in my mind, stuff in my life, stuff like that. I said, Lord, you're going to have to answer me. You know, Lord, you know what, what's going on in this situation? Anybody ever been to that place? Yeah. It comes for each person every day in some form or fashion. And I remember I was out there and I was kind of skipping the rocks and everything. And I threw a rock in there and it just went plunk. 
And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you see that, that one little rock where it went in? I'm like, yeah, Lord. He said, did you see that ripple? I said, yes, Lord. He says, you have the ability, when you, when you take that rock, I'm the rock. When you throw me in this situation, I'm going to send a ripple out. I'm going to impact the next thing, the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. Somebody say amen. And I started out, Pastor, throwing rocks. <laughs> because I said, Lord, I know if you're in it, you'll make a wave. And, and, and not only that, he'll make a wave. He'll make a wave. There's a wave being made right now. Think about it. People are looking to you and me and the church, this church, I'm talking about the church of the Lord. How are they going to handle this? How are they going to walk through this? We're going to trust the Lord. We're going to trust the Lord and we're going to step out each time. I'm going to keep praying. How about you? I'm going to keep listening. How about you? I'm going to share what I got. How about you? I want to encourage people. How about you? Do you see the way the world kind of works? What happens when trouble comes? Boom, stiff arm everybody, grab the toilet paper, make a break for it. But yesterday I saw how God works. I don't need all that. I'll help you. I'll help you. What can I do? What can I do? See, right now we can be that light. Right now, I, I, I want to challenge each and every one of us to take some time today and dwell in the shelter of the Most High. And what does he say? See, if we do that, look at this. There's a promise on here. He says, look, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, we got a part to play. And he says, we'll rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's the deal right there. How many, I'm going to ask the guys here. I don't know if girls did this, but, but we did. When your dad might have been walking or your older brother walking, and you get behind him and you walk in in their shadow. Walking in their shadow. I used to do that with my dad. We were out there. I was like, I'm walking in the shadow because I want to be like my dad. I'm walking in the shadow. And then you got to look out because he, he just spit some tobacco. I'm not walking in the shadow. I'm getting out of the shadow. I'm getting out of the fray of that thing. But think about that. In that shadow, I felt the protection of my dad. In that shadow, I felt the warmth of my father. In that shadow, I was like, I'm going to be like him one day. How about the shadow of the Almighty. Huh? What about that? What about when you got the word open right there? And everything else. I've heard the story a long time ago. I heard it again this week while I was studying. And, and you know, I'm an animal lover, so I'll probably get teared up anyway. They said there was a big fire. I can't remember if it was at a farm or something. And they went in, and a couple of things happened. And they, and they found this, this, this big bird over there. And the, and the bird had, had been charred and, and passed away. And right when the guy was getting ready to leave, he's straightening up and stuff and looking in the, in the barn. He heard some cheep, cheep, cheep. And he went over and he moved the mama bird and opened up the feathers like that. And there were the chicks. She had protected them until death. She gave her life for another. Does that sound like somebody we know? Jesus gave his life for another. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Is where you are dwelling bringing you rest or worry? I'm just going to tell you. Are, 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 you, are you resting in that? What's, what's going on in your life right there? Fear is not from the Lord. God gives us wisdom. Yes, be mindful of your situation. But as a child of God, don't be paralyzed in fear. Mm. Look at that. Faith will move a mountain. Faith will bring your blood pressure down. What is your faith in? Who is your faith in?
for many, this has shaken a lot of folks. All of us are going to feel the impact of what's going on in the world right now. I just said 401ks. There's a lot of people that probably were getting ready to retire might be rethinking that this morning. Right? But see, how much more should we be thinking about our eternal plan? Our eternal retirement? Huh? How much more? See, I, I mentioned in last week's message, I just want to get our perspective right on eternity. This is what this is about. I'm going to share a little bit from a message last week we were talking about it. How long will we live? We don't know. 70 years, 80 years. My mama got 90 years. The Bible said 120. That's, they promised that at the best, right? And we fight to hold on to life because it's a gift. Praise God, yes. I want to be here as long as I can to impact as many people's lives as I can. And we see that now. Life is, is, is an amazing gift. What is, it, what is the profit of man uh, if he forfeits his soul, gains the world and forfeits his soul? Nothing. I'm going to tell you what, I've sat with many people that, that are getting ready to transition. And I've sat with people that didn't know the Lord and I've sat with people that do know the Lord. And it's a big difference. Don't wait to make a decision about Christ. Do it today, right now. So what I'm talking about is this. How much more should we be concerned about our eternal destination that lasts for eternity than what we are now? Did, did I connect them dots okay? Because, yeah, life is, is, is amazing. We want to live it. And we want to make sure we're safe. And we want to make sure all these things that we want to live the best life we can as we're here and impact lives. But what about when we take our last breath? Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going? There's a point that a man wants to die. Then the judgment. You're going to stand before the Lord. You're going to stand before the Lord. All of us will. But the good news is, when we stand before the Lord, right, and Jesus Christ is our Savior, he says, it is finished, wiped clean. How many know it's a good thing to have that in your heart? Amen. Let's keep on going. Verse 2, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and who I trust. Oh, let's walk through that. Let's have some fun with that right there. That is power right there. I will say, see, the psalmist made up his mind. He says, I will say of the Lord. This is, this is his input, his heart about the Lord. Is this close to yours? Is this what you think? He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He is my. We got to make it personal. We got to make it personal. He is my refuge, my fortress. When I think about a fortress, I think about, you know, back in the times when they had castles. They had all that stuff out there, man. I mean, I had a good, strong fortress around them. Psalm says, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. You say, well, Buddy trusts in that. That's okay. Okay, Sally trusts in that. That's all right. Sam trusts in that. What do you trust in then? Today, I pray that we're encouraged in the Lord, that we can trust in him. Where are you dwelling? Think about it. If you're not dwelling in a place that brings you peace, change your address. Check your zip code today. Everybody doing all right? Is it cold yet? <laughs> hey, I ain't moved but one notch, but that's all right. Everything's good. Let's keep on rolling. Mm. Verse 3 says, surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. Surely he will save you. You know, back before they had shotguns, they used to have like a snare when they bird hunt. Michael, Michael should have preached this part, right? 
Can you imagine y'all ever do that? Big Jeff did. We had like a box and we had like a drumstick and you tie some string over there and you hide back behind your daddy's shed and you say, hey, watch that bird. That bird's going to get over there. We're going to trap him. You know, got all the bread out there. And one of your buddies took some of the bread. He's eating the bread. You're like, it's supposed to be on there. What are you doing? So you get out there and you're setting that up. You're setting up that thing to, to trap him. Think about that. That's what the enemy does. Doesn't he try to come to kill, steal, and destroy? Doesn't he put the bait out there for us to take it so he can, boom, pull us right on out, man. Drop us to our knees. And you go, how did I even get here? I say this many times. I said, sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It comes in a drop at a time. Next thing you know, how in the world did this happen here? How in the world did this happen here? But I got some good news for you. Like I said, if you're in a dwelling place and it's not that of the Lord, you can jump over with him today. Today's your day. This message is going to touch somebody's life, transform their destination, transform their life, encourage folks today. I'm telling you, apply God's word by faith and you watch it work in your life. I'm going to tell you, what. anybody got an amen to that? Has is, is God done anything for anybody in here? Once or twice, three times? Oh, yeah, he's, he's available, isn't he? As I look at this, I say, man, you know, the fowler tries to create a confusion in your life, misguides us. But, but you know what? Our Heavenly Father has all things under his feet. He's the Redeemer. He comes and helps us out. He gives us wisdom. He shows us the way regardless of what's going on. He's our healer. He's a chain breaker. Amen? Look at this here. And I said this again. I said, if you're not dwelling in that place, it's not because it's not available. It's available to everybody. It's available to everybody. Sometimes in situations like we're dealing with in our country now, and sometimes in situations that you might be dealing with personally where you're at, is the best place to get a good look at who God is. Amen. It's a great place for God to reveal himself to you because you slowed down and looked up. Look up. Look in and look out. It's a cross. Looking up. Then and pour in and then pour it out. How often do we just grab and go? Grab and go. Grab and go. You know, you talk about relationships and stuff like that. As a dad, I, I, I often think that's a, a major teaching tool that God has blessed us with, our children. It's surely a blessing, right? But sometimes you go, that's obviously your child, not my child. <laughs> no, I'm sure my, my mom probably said that to my dad. But you know, when we look at things and we move forward, how often do we show that unconditional love? How often do we just keep loving them and loving them and loving them? That's what God does to us, you know? And I want to encourage you today, wherever you are dwelling, if it's not with the Lord, that's the best place is with the Lord. Everybody doing good so far? Ooh, all right. So here we go. Y'all remember this, what's love got to do with it? What's love got to do, got to do? I, as soon as I wrote that down, I said, I know I was going to have to sing it. But you think about that. I'll tell you what it's got to do with it. It's got everything to do with it. Look at this. So remember I told you I, I did the first three verses, now the last three verses. There's 16 total, okay? So what's the homework? Work it all out, right? Time's sake, we're going in. What's love got to do with it? And it says, because he loves me, says the Lord, because we love him. I will, what? Rescue him. I will protect him. He, for he acknowledges my name. Oh, we're going to have some fun with this right here. Let's look at this. 
What comes with that love? What comes with that love? I'm going to unfold all this and we'll spend a little time here. Hey, look at this. We're rescued. We're protected. And he knows your name. Think about that. They say one of the sweetest things to hear is your name. Unless you're in trouble in the third grade. But you think about that. When somebody knows your name, it's amazing. What comes with that love? I tell you what comes with that love is protection, right? We've got that. Rescued. When I see that right there on, on, on the screen, I think about how much I need that. Most people know, I don't swim. I don't swim. Not that I hadn't tried to, but I just go like, I don't like my head to go under. And you got ears like this, you could take on like a half a swimming pool. I'm out there like, you keep rolling the stuff out there like that. And, and I said, man, you know, I, I see that. But how much more do I need the lifesaver of the Lord Jesus Christ each and every day? Because the waters of the world get pretty high real fast. It can take you down the road a little bit further than you want to. But what comes with this love is the rescue. I say this so many times when I think about rescue. Has anybody ever been lost before? I mean, that's... It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Fear starts creeping in. Where's everybody at? What's going on? You know what's really sad? That there's a world full of people, and I was one of them for a long time. I was lost and didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know my language was so bad. I didn't even know it because I was just going with the flow. I was going down the river. Woohoo! On my way to hell, <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Just floating on down. Because I wouldn't come to the decision of knowing and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Now, I'd like to tell you when I gave my life to the Lord and never had a problem since then or anything else, that would be a lie. But I'm going to tell you what, I do know this. I don't go through them alone. How about you? I don't even know how I would make it this far without the Lord. How about you? How would we make it this far without the Lord? Because I know in my life, and my life's some, somewhat pretty simple sometimes. There's so many things that I don't know. There's so many things I don't know. When you get the doctor report and they say, well, you could do this, or you could do that, or you could do this. Or you do I need the Lord's wisdom. Hey, maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an investment. Whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you what. God has the answer for each of us at the right time. And my answer might not look like your answer in my life. But I tell you one answer that looks all the same. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the remedy for sin. He is the one that takes the sin away. That he died for all of us. But you know what? Only a few of us will receive it. Listen to what I said. It's there for the taking. But not everybody will receive it. So today I pray if you listen, if you're here today and you've never received the gift of God, death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, eternal life, today receive that. If you're listening to today or you're listening to this next year, the message doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody say amen. Because the world is changing. The water is rising. Different things are happening. And, and, and he's still the same. He's a God of rescue. He's a God of protection. I'll go back to that illustration about the mama bird. Man, how much more does God do for us?
You say, well, I can understand that because that was that was her children. OK, the Lord did what he did for each and every one that has been born. Yeah, for the guy you don't like, for the lady that gets on your nerves, for the guy that's in jail. He still saw their best, what they could be, what they can be, what he desires them to be. And he said, I'll lay down my life for you. Man, are we willing to even share our toilet paper? Are we willing to share the chicken leg like the lady was? Are we, are we hoarding up everything? Are we doing that? This right here is too good a message to keep to yourself. That's the deal. That's why we do what we do. That's why the doors open today. That's why we're working on, on getting that message out each and every day. That's why we do the things three days a week, um, different uh, kingdom minutes, different things like that. That's why we encourage people to plug in. God's too good to just take one drink. We need to nourish on him. We need to get away in that safe place. We need to get in that secret place and turn around and realize that we've been rescued. Not just to sit on the sidelines, but we've been rescued so that God can use your life and my life and her life and his life to be a difference maker. And right now you can shine. See, when things get dark, it's pretty easy to shine, isn't it? You ever been somewhere? Me and Tim went to go. I, 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 from time to time, I'll pick up a car. We'll flip some cars and all this. And there was a car deal that I just had to go and get. We were all, where were we at, Tim? We were way, way, we were far from home. And, uh, and uh, I had the great idea, and when, and when our car broke down, we were even further from home. So I said, hey, man, I'm going to go pick up this car. This is a deal. I said, could you go with me and drive it back? Well, you know, I don't really want you to go alone. See, that's a friend. He didn't want to go, but he went. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jesus. So we go, and, and, and I'm not worried about it because you know what? I got a GPS. <laughs> that thing will lie. We went up this way, we went back this way, we went up this way, and I called this guy, and we were way out in the woods, and, and I said, hey man, I'm trying to find you, he said, you fellas still going to be out here tonight? I was like, oh boy, yeah, we're trying to get there, Bubba. <laughs> so anyway, anybody get a little frustrated sometime? Anybody get frustrated floor the car when they ain't supposed to? Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what, it blew my radiator hose off, ripped it down there like this, and we're like at the stop line going, this ain't good. And we're already committed. We're too far, we can't get back over the bridge, and we're going over here. So we go, and we pull in, and I've watched every uh, uh, season of MacGyver. I said, Tim, don't worry. We got it. Luckily, I had some bandages when my mom had some stuff going on. I had them in the back of my truck. Me and Tim got out there, and Tim is a flashlight carrying dude. I'm going to tell you what, we go to Harbor Freight, Tim's going to get that free flashlight. Amen. Every time. If he's got five, he's got 50. He's got them. So Tim's ready out there. He's like, turns that light on. That ain't good. So from the back, it just, it looked from the front. I said, that ain't too bad. And I took it off and it looked like somebody had gutted with a Fox Hill fishing knife. I said, Tim, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. But I can fix it. He said, we should call Tanya. She could come get us and say, she is not going to know where we're at. I don't even know where we're at. And the GP says, is going, recomputing, recomputing. I mean, we are out, man. I went for the children of the corn to come out. We are out there. It's crazy, man. So we get out there and we go, we got the bailing wire on this and everything else. I had a little bit of Prestone, Prestone. Who needs Prestone? I need a Prestone. We put it in there. 
And Tim's got, now, now he says, I'm going to use my phone. So he's got the GPS on there. I wish we'd have used his phone earlier because it was telling us where to go. So I called a guy. He said, where are you? And evidently this road that we were on goes like this. He was here. We were here. He thought we were here. So he went all the way around this way. I couldn't have messed it up no more if I planned it. You can see my planning wasn't real good. But God's protection. I'm going to tie this story back in. We go and we're riding. And the heat hand's going up. And me and Tim are praying. Tim said, we got, we got about 8.8 miles to go. Okay. I said, if I go real fast, if I go real fast, we can coast the rest of the way. Well, if you go real fast, you pour out more water faster. As we coast over to the side of the road, you go, ah, what are we going to do? Now, guess what? It's dark out. It's cold out. <laughs> but we still got a flashlight. So here comes Bubba Incorporated. They come down here. So he says, I'll be right there. I'm right there. And he says, I'm going to bring you some water. You ever seen your water coolers like the jugs in the office? That's what Bubba done brought us. But anyway, the first stop was not Bubba. It was Billy Bob and, and, and Marjorie or whoever. He pulls up this truck. <laughs> it's like this. It tells like this. this truck pulls up and I go, hello? Y'all need some help? <laughs> I think I know he's got a gun in there. I know he's got a gun. And I think if they open the door, it's going to hit me. He said, well, no. I said, no, we got, we got help coming. Because <laughs> I ain't getting in that truck. <laughs> I am not getting in that truck leaving the scene. I'm staying with the vehicle. Stay with the vehicle. But anyway, so they come back. Guy moved off, but you know what? He was willing to take a time. I appreciate that. And, and, and the rescue, we see him, the guy's on the phone. He said, I think I see y'all. Me and Tim's going, we look like donkey. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Here he comes. So we get out there and we put that in there. Get there. We make it there. Now I know I got to buy the car because I can't get home. My hands are so cold, I can't feel nothing in them. When you buy a convertible, you might want to see if it leaks. I put my hand in the back to see if it leaks. I don't know because my hand is frozen. I said, we'll take it. Can I leave my truck here? He goes, oh, yeah, that's no problem. We come back. That was one of the worst deals I ever made. But it's one of the most meaningful things that I saw. We came back. And the whole ride, guess what? Tim ain't saying nothing. We're <laughs> asking. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. We got us a car, don't we? I know he's like, I should have never went with him. But even in the midst of my bad decisions, God will bring somebody alongside to encourage you. Even in the midst of that and our rescue, when the guys came down there with the water. See, I thought about now, we need to live in water. How much more water do we need than what they can bring in a bottle? We need to live in water, amen? When we see the protection, you know what? We're still, God is still looking over us. And you know what? Like I said, he knows your name. That's amazing, isn't it? Out of all the people in the world, my dad's been gone since 2011. I can hear in my heart, in my, in my being, the exact tone I could hear him. I remember he had probably been passed away a year or so, and I was sleeping. And, and, and in my spirit, I heard my dad say, Bud. And I, boom. I was like, I heard him. Maybe it was a leftover here, maybe leftover in my heart. But what I'm getting at is, God knows your name. Do you hear him when he calls it? 
See, that's the thing right there. I play with my kids all the time and something else. It's, it's amazing that they know their name. I used to call Thomas Fred and call, what I used to call you, Maurice? Whatever at the time. You know, I said, but, but they know which one I'm talking to. The real name is Thomas and Jesse. I say, hey, Fred, come on, bring this over here. Uh, Dad, won't you? <laughs> Where's Maurice? He's just over there. Okay. Because they know the voice. They know. Because they spend time with me. Do you spend time with your Heavenly Father? See, he knows your name, but do you, do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? Does he, does he say back and forth? Or did you go this way? The other day I was leaving work. I don't know how this is going to play out. Maybe it's just part of just listening and being obedient. I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm going to go out the gate that I always go out of. I get ready to go to the gate, and I feel like the Lord said, don't go out of the gate. I said, okay. And it's like, well, I was just going to go out the gate. Three times, I was like, don't go out the gate. So I go out the other gate. Then it's like, you need to go to Bojangles and get some tea. I was like, I don't want any tea, but I'm going to go. Sometimes those things like that, maybe, maybe it's God just saying, will you trust me in that? Will you trust me in that? Now, I don't know what all that meant, and I'm not saying every time you hear something or something like that, that but, but I said, Lord, I'm trusting that, that you've got a bigger picture. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to go ahead. Do you know what? <laughs> the gate was closed on the way I was supposed to go out. I'll take that. I'll take that. See, even in the small things. See, we want this big grandiose thing here. But I'm going to tell you what. Listen to the small, still voice. Look at that. He's the one that knows your name. Hey, how many people calling 911? I don't know. 240 million a year. I guarantee you that there's a whole lot more calling on Jesus. Amen. And that's okay. You're not going to get a busy signal. You're not going to get over. Oh, uh, well, uh, take a number. Anybody ever buy something that's supposed to be the best thing in the world? And then you find out it's not. And then you call and you're on hold for six months. Got two wrinkles. Time to answer the phone. Oh, then they really set you up. They, they play the worst music they could find, trying to get you to shut, shut the phone down. Yeah, hold on. But man, there's no waiting to get to the Father. It's a clear shot. Because you know what? You're never alone. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Verse 15. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Woo, look at that. I want you to look at this. Look at the underlying stuff. He says, I will. This is God. He says, he will call on me. That's us when we call. He says, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Let's stop right there. How many got some friends that will stick with you? How many got some friends that will abandon ship when things start going down? Those might not be your friends. <laughs> okay, just want to help you with that. That's what we tell our kids all the time, right? But think about this. He said, I'm going to be with you when it's, when it's trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Not only that, God sees us on our worst day, pulls us out, and he says, you know what? I see something great in you. I think about the, the prodigal son, you know? The Bible talks about, he says, while he was yet a long way off, the father saw him and he ran to him. Illustration of God coming for us. Right. And he ran to back in that time, biblical times, the guys weren't running. That was that was not dignified. He's grabbing up his his gear and he's running to him. 
And he reaches out. And he holds him. And he loves him. And he puts a ring on his finger. And he puts shoes on his feet. See, that's a picture of what we have in God. So if somebody's here today or somebody's listening today, you think you're too far gone for God? No. His arms and his love and his grace and his forgiveness have no distance that they will not reach to bring a child back in. That's a good word right there. When I'm sitting there thinking more and more about some of the scriptures at that time, you know, the, he says, what, what man would, would uh, not go after, what sheep herder, I'll put it down in my own, own thing, would not go and, and get that lost sheep. Leave the 99 and get the one. Wrote a song a long time ago called Sheep 100. If you want to know who Sheep 100 is, it's me. I'm the one that left the 99 and wandered off. Is that you sometimes? Have you ever wandered off? Are you glad the Lord said, hey, we lost one, but we got the most of them, so let's just keep on rolling. He sees so much value in the one that he will go and get him. He saw so much value in each one of us and you online that he went and came from heaven and died on that cross and rose on the third day. Every single person has it available to him. That's what I want you to see. And he says, I will give him a long life, satisfy him with my salvation. Is there anything greater than your salvation? It lasts for eternity. He sets you in the family of God. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come and say, Lord, I need you. But let me ask you a question. Do we only give God the 911 call? Do we only call on him when things are rough? Look at this. God said, I will. Mm-mm-mm. If you look at that, let's go back through it. I think it's like four times he says it. One, two, three, four. If God tells you something one time, I'm pretty sure you can take it to the bank. Amen. Yes. He says four times I will. That's who you have in your corner. When everything else is stripped away, when the doctor report don't look good, when the bills are still coming in, when your boss is not treating you right, when your relationship's upside down, when your kid's not listening, Lord said, I will deliver you. I will be with you. I will walk this thing out with you. But are we walking with him? So my question is, what do you say? You say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Or do we try to, try to tell God how to fix it? See, we give God the 911 call. Lord, I need this, that, and the other thing and all that. And you said you would do it, so you're going to do it just like I say. How many people ever prayed that and glad God didn't answer it like you wanted him to that at the moment you thought you wanted? I'm just telling you this. His way is much better. His way is much higher. What do you say? What do you say? Look at this. Do you just call on them with 911 prayers, like I said? We have an open line to our Heavenly Father. While we're going through this situation, we're going to overcome. There's a lot of people that are, are, are really concerned. We're praying for folks that have lost loved ones. We're praying for, for folks to, to be safe and be uh, healed and, and be protected. That's why I brought this message today. The Lord laid it on my heart. You're never alone. Where are you dwelling? What's going on? What are you feeding on? I'm going to tell you what. We need to be dwelling in his word, trusting in his promises, and saying what he says. We need to be responding like he wants us to. Look at this over and over. How often do you say, yes, Lord? Think about that. Is it hard for you to say yes to the Lord? It all depends, doesn't it? Let's be honest. 
You know, so, oh, yeah, I don't mind doing that. But see, when it gets uncomfortable, do we still say yes, Lord? When, when you don't look like what everybody else is doing, do you say yes, Lord? When, when everybody else says, a little don't hurt, do you say, no, I'm sticking with what God says? Oh, come on, man. Oh, man, you know. See, what's what? Are you willing to stick to the stuff? Are you willing to trust God when the, when the water gets a little high? When the boat's getting shifted around, are you willing? Because I'm going to tell you what, God's not going anywhere. Amen? He's going to be right with you. He's our rescuer. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Look at that cross. He loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. I'm going to bring it on home. Everybody doing good? So today when we think about this, 911, I pray that 911 says something totally different to you today. That you spend some time and get into God's word, not just here, but this is a great place for what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the world. There's some difficult times. I am not minimizing anybody's loss, anybody's anything. But I tell you what, I will maximize what my Heavenly Father has shown us. This is a message to give you life. This is a me message to build your faith. This is a message right here to encourage you in the Lord. This is a message to take the tools in your spiritual tool bag, bag and put them to use. It's a time for us now. Come on, somebody say amen. It's a time for us to be the light. It's a time for us to be the light. What's stopping you from saying yes, Lord? What's stopping you from saying yes, Lord? There's so many things that I wanted to share today. I want to hit a few more here. I say, we go through this here. I want to just read it again. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. How much rest have you got lately? Just thinking. How many people need some rest? Does your mind ever cut off? Does it just keep going? Just keep going? Keep going? Focus on the Lord. Focus on the things of God. Focus on the promises of God, who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, regardless of the crisis. I'm going to tell you what, we're overcomers in him. We're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. But get out and share. Let somebody see your light this week. Let somebody see that you know what, that you are going to be the hands and the feet for the church. Amen. That you're going to be the hands and feet for Jesus. That you're going to turn around and speak God's word into the situation. That you're going to bring people along with you. You're going to invite people to hear the word. You're going to encourage them. Hey, you know what? I bet you right now wouldn't have nobody having any problem somebody praying for them. Are you willing? Are you willing to pray for somebody? Are you willing to speak into somebody's life? I'm going to tell you what. Today's a challenge for us. I believe God has called the church to be the first responders. You hear what I'm saying? I believe God has called us to be on the front line. Because you know what? You might be the only Jesus somebody sees. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you so much today for the opportunity to come and share your word. And I thank you for those that are online. I ask you to please share the message and pray for our country. Pray for one another. And pray that you know what? That hearts during this time will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You say, what do I need to do to come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? You put your faith and trust in the Lord. You say, well, well, I went to church when I was little. Okay, that's not what I'm asking you. Well, well I, I, I watch online. I ain't asking now. I'm asking you this. If you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And if you're 99% sure, that's a no. You're not sure. But you can be sure. Sin kills. It separates us from God. 
The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But I want to encourage you today that there's a remedy for that sin, and it's called, His name is Jesus. Amen. We broke God's holy law. We are found guilty before awesome and holy God. But God loves us so much that Jesus came and paid our fine in full. He paid that sin debt by pouring out his blood. There was a life demanded. There was a death that had to happen. And he died for us. He says, I will, I will, I will. That's the God we serve. The question, will you? Will you receive him at his word? Will you put your trust and faith in him? That's the message today. Are you dwelling in the presence of Almighty God? Are you spending time with the Lord? Friends, as we come to this part of the service, I pray that you're encouraged. And I pray that we see past today and we get a glimpse of eternity. And I pray that we see past our situation and see the situations of others. I pray also that we do take a minute to reflect on our own life and say, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? What would you like me to do, Lord? And I tell you what, the biggest thing that I can share with you today is to call on the name of Jesus. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. From what? From hell, from condemnation. The Bible says when we do that, he comes into our life, Holy Spirit comes in our life and seals us. We're his. But God loves us so much, he wants to use our life as that light. He wants to use our life to make a difference. I'm talking to difference makers today. Look up here for just a minute, everybody. I'm talking to difference makers today. I see them over here. I see them over here. I know they're online. Will you step up and be a difference maker for Christ? That's the deal. That's the 911 call. Will you be a difference maker for Christ? And everybody said, amen. Friends, I hope you enjoyed the message today. We encourage you to share the message. We, uh, we're going to still be doing the Bible study on Tuesday night, 7 to 8.15, every Sunday at 10 a.m. until we hear something different. Tune in, whatever way you can get the word, we want to encourage you to grow in Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Get it, Lord.